If you've ever listened to an episode of UserWords podcast before, you've probably heard me say that I love Tim Pool. Well, not love him like, come over here, big boy, but love him like, I like his opinions. Now, the one thing where me and I guess Tim now uh, disagree is Tim calls himself a milk toast fence sitter. And I decided after this past week, I can't be that anymore. So welcome to a Monday episode of User Words Podcast. So that intro was probably a little vague. So what do I mean by I can no longer be a milk toast fence sitter? So there's two parts of my life where I kind of see things going on. I, I see my uh, religious side, you know, my faith side, which does bleed over into everything I do. Okay, so I'm not saying I try to keep it isolated and that, you know, at church, I'm at church and at home, I'm at home. And those are two separate entities. I, I do try to mesh them as well as I can. I don't always do that the best. I will be the first to admit that. But that being said, what I mean by uh, milk toast fence, so I'm not so much milk toast fence sitting in my spiritual life, but the rest of my life where I kind of let my opinions be known on things. I decided this week I have to stop that. Now, Tim Poole will say that is one of the reasons why he is so popular is because he's this milk toast fencer. He doesn't stir things up. He likes to be in the middle and see things from both sides, from everyone's perspective, and not make one group angry of the other. And of course, as we all know, by not trying to make one group or another angry, you make both sides angry simultaneously. And what I have learned this past week is that by not doing that, by being so milk toast, by being just this bland thing in the middle, that really doesn't get all up in people's faces. I am not me. Because to be fair and honest, I'm usually thinking way more things in my head than I am saying out loud. Now, this is not to be saying I believe that someone should be just rude for the sake of being rude. You should not be causing a scene if you don't have to. What I'm saying is if someone says just you know, says something that you disagree with, that I disagree with. I shouldn't say you have to. You can be milk toast if you want. But I was saying is for me, if someone says something I disagree with, I'm going to have to sit there and go, mm, if it's a it's, if it's a person that I can have a conversation with, and I know, you know, we can actually have a conversation with, and I also know it's not a inappropriate time. Like, let's say, you know, we're not at a funeral or a wedding, then I can, you know, speak my mind a little bit more. And this kind of came to a head this week because. On Facebook, we had uh, <laughs> a little conversation. I had a conversation with someone. And as you could tell, if you've been reading news everywhere, there have been people protesting or planning on protesting over these extended stay-at-home orders. Uh, out here in Wisconsin, people are very upset with Evers extending the stay-at-home order to the 26th. Now, they're, saying, they're not saying open everything up right away, immediately pre-coronavirus level. What they're saying is, how can you at this point in time be extend the order over a month out? Um, so when I'm recording this, it's April 19th. You know, that's five weeks at about from now when the state would be able to open back up. And, and that's what people are getting upset about. They're like, how can you be saying that we need to be closed this much longer? Things change week to week. Why not say hey, our current stay-at-home order, well, it goes to the end of April, the current one. That one's going to expire then. 
a few days beforehand, we're going to reevaluate and say, hey, maybe we need to keep it closed another week or two instead of three or four weeks. Okay. Now, whether you agree or disagree on the Corona lockdown thing, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other conversation. Um, And I don't want to get into that in this episode. I want to save that for talk with Aaron and Josh a little bit more on some things. But I, so I got into a conversation and someone that I know on, uh, unfortunately, was on social media. So when you're dealing with people over social media, what happens is the following, as I've seen. The following is that when they run out of facts to use and to manipulate, they then fall back to emotions. So here's what I mean about that. So in the conversation with someone, he was saying that the country should remain closed to probably 2021. Uh, due to the fact that we have a low number of people who have been infected and we need to do this until there's a vaccine. In other words, we need to continue this social distancing lockdown until there's a vaccine. So probably 2021. I pointed out just by linking an article saying, hey, look, here's an article from Northern California. It shows that there are many more people that have exposed this than initially thought uh, due to an antibody test that was done in uh, this area of Northern California. Now, to be fair, this study is pre-peer-reviewed. So to be fair, I just want to point that out. That is something that is the case. But from the study as it stands right now, in this area where the study was done, there were about a thousand people who were reported to have the coronavirus. From the antibody study that was done, it was estimated that, and this is a quite large range, I will give you that, 48 to 81,000 people had been infected and exposed to the coronavirus and would have antibodies to it. Now, in the big scheme of things, that's only about 2.4 to 4.1% of the population. So still a pretty minuscule amount when you realize that herd immunity requires 50 to 80% of the population to have antibodies to it, depending on the type of virus that we're talking about. And so that that changes and various diseases have different uh, herd immunity value. So I was pointing out with that study, I was like, hey, we might be able to reopen up sooner rather than later because of that. They're like, yeah, that might be the case, but we still need to keep closed down to 2021. I was like, okay, wonderful. Um, How about the large number of unemployed people? How about the financial issues that people are having? We have over 22 million people who are unemployed right now, who have filed for unemployment. We have potentially, and I, and I say this potentially, is, and the reason I say potentially is because studies have shown during the Great Recession of 2008 and the Great Depression earlier in the 1900s, we saw a sharp rise in the number of suicides, alcohol abuse, and drug use as financial pressure mounted more and more and as more people became homeless. In fact, during the Great Depression, we were talking about 18 people per 100,000 were committing suicide, which is a large amount of population. That is a lot greater than what you normally see percentage-wise and uh, population-wise during non-financial pressure times. And other doctors are talking about that they are seeing a rise in the calls to the call centers for alcohol abuse, drug abuse, depression, suicidal thoughts, suicidal tendencies, and attempts. So I bring that up just to kind of point out that, hey, we're, we have some other 
issues going on. We can't, we need to talk about how we can open this up. How, from my point of view, we need, we need to talk about how we can open up. And I said, yes, we can open this up responsibly. We still neck social distancing in restaurants for a while. We still use masks and gloves and hand sanitizer, washing the hands, you know, do the precautions necessary, but let those small businesses open back up. Let people find a way to be able to do work until we have either achieved the necessary population capacity who have been infected by the virus or until vaccine is around. We need to do something for that. We can't continue allowing 22 plus million people just be on unemployment or unemployed and not getting unemployment. Uh, we need people to be able to pay their rent to that. And the reason I say it here in Wisconsin, for example, where they did that expanded unemployment, where if you're on unemployment, you're getting that extra $600 a month or whatever. We haven't hit that yet. They're still working out how to get that into the system. In fact, a lot of states are having issues because they are using older pieces of software, uh, COBOL programmed computers, to be able to uh, handle their unemployment in that. And their computers haven't been able to be updated because they need people who can program in COBOL, which most people don't anymore because it's an old language, to be able to update their computers. And they're actually actively searching out people to fix these things. Ah, the wonders of government using old technology. Anyways, so I pointed that out, okay? And at that point, this is when the argument shifted. It shifted from talking about facts and data, about, hey, we have an increase in this, to now let's talk about my bona fides and let's talk about emotionally how this works. Um, instead of having facts, he goes, well, I have a lung injury and I can get pneumonia easily. and I have, and it was a long, long paragraph about how they have gone through and studied depression and how it's horrible. And it basically ending going, now see why I am right in my assessment that we have to stay close to 2021. And I just looked at the, what they wrote and I was like, okay, so you're now appealing to the emotional sides. And you're now also saying that because you have more credentials, more bona fides, more firsthand accounts, because you're more susceptible to things that you can't be questioned about why you are correct or right or not. And so I literally flipped the script to use our same argument. Unfortunately, I hate doing that. But the reason I did it was I took all their bona fides plus one, because I could apply all those to me as well. And I added one more on top of it. And all of a sudden, the argument, the discussions ended because all of a sudden they had nothing. They lost the fact portion and they lost the emotional portion. And so they just said, well, if you ever want to talk to me, my phone number is the same. And what I realized by talking with this and talking with some other people is that there needs to be a point on which we say no more, on which we could say, yes, we can still be polite in how we talk with people. We can still be rational. We, we don't have to yell over people, but we have to stand up for what we actually believe in and talk about. Now, this person, controversial at times, Steven Crowder, he does kind of the, some of the same things. And one of the things that he talked about recently was, do you ever take a stand on something that is so controversial just because you know it's right and the rest of the world says it's wrong? Do you ever throw an opinion out there that a year or two later can be looked at and said, ah, see, they were wrong 
because of that. And you know what? I could be completely wrong. This coronavirus could be completely worse off than anyone knows at this point. But from my personal understanding of it, my looking at it, this is, you know, this is where I'm at. I'm like, okay, it's bad, but it's not the end times virus that people were thinking of earlier. You know, we still need to protect those who have a who are immunocompromised, who are older, who wouldn't be able to survive as well. Now, me myself, I am on the end of the list where I could get it really bad. You know, I have higher blood pressure. I'm male. Apparently, this hits males more than anything. Uh, you know, I'm 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 obese. I'm I'm large, chunky. Um, I get pneumonia very easily. In fact, every spring when the grass grows, I typically get pneumonia every year. Those are four comorbidity factors into this that puts me at a high category risk virus. And I have, and I personally, I look at it and I compare that versus seeing the country as a whole. And I say, we got to find a way to balance out how we open the economy back up. Again, social distance still, use masks, limit the number of people in stores, use gloves, you know, do those things still. I'm not saying end those things immediately. I'm not saying go into a big old mosh pit tomorrow night and get all sweaty and rub up against one another and trade spit with each other. No, that's not what I'm calling for. But what I'm calling for is small stores and restaurants that I see closed all around me open up. Uh, beauty parlors and hair salons open up for one person at a time appointments and, you know, masks and everything. Uh, pet groomers open up for one or curbside pickup and drop off. We need, I need to not be scared of what others think of me because my opinion might be at that time something that they don't agree with. In the end, I am not looking for others to give their magic wand of approval to me. I'm not looking for them to turn around and praise me on Facebook by giving me the 5 million likes my brain and the dopamine in my brain would so much love. I'm not looking to never be met with disagreement because if I'm looking to never be met with a disagreement, if I never want to have someone say you're wrong, if I never want to be authentic to who I am and what I'm really thinking, then I can no longer be milk toast. It's like the Bible says, we can't be lukewarm because God says he'll just spit us out, be either hot or cold. And for too long in my social life, and I'm talking for me, I'm not talking for Aaron, I'm not talking for Josh. For too long in my social life, I have been lukewarm. I have been timid and let the opinions of others shape how and when I talked to them, even in small social gatherings, because I wanted to make sure that I was not causing any conflict with them, that I was not causing them to get riled up and, and disagree with me. And that was wrong, personally, for me, because as I talked to them one way, I would be thinking another way. Some of the, some of the stuff I would say, yes, I, I, I truly would believe. And, you know, if I truly believe that, that's not being milk toast. If I'm truly believing that, that that's not saying, you know, because maybe some of the things that I believe are more moderate, but it's time for me to stop pleasing everyone. It's time for me to stop worrying about how a person will re respond the way I 
when I see them online posting something that I don't disagree, that I don't agree with. Someone that I used to know. I can't worry about that stuff anymore. Again, this does not mean I seek out and look for a way to be rude and get into an argument with someone. No. It means realizing that I have to be authentic and true to myself and take stands where necessary and not worry. Am I being a people pleaser or am I being someone who is saying what is really on my mind based on what I know, what I say, what I believe? This was not your typical Monday episode. This was more of a, I guess you could say, not a coming out episode. That sounds weird. I'm coming out as non milk toast, but it's a defining moment, I think. Now, don't think I'm going to go all conspiracy because honestly, the conspiracies out there are pretty bunk. And Alex Jones is a weirdo. Let's be honest there. So thank you for joining me on this Monday episode of Use Your Words Podcast. Next week, we'll get back to some more good news going on around the world while we go through this coronavirus. I think that's what we'll do for the rest of the Monday episodes until probably um, the middle of May. Middle of May, I'll make a sh- uh, shift into a couple other things, but I think it's good to look at some of the good things and some of the positive things going on in the world so that way we don't go crazy with just the negative. So that being said, join us Wednesday on Use Your Words podcast as we talk about, of all things, Earth Day.